You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of Legends of Runeterra. This episode is supported by listeners like you. To become a supporter of Legends Cast, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra. And we're going to have an interesting show for you tonight. Oh, man. Welcome, welcome. If this is your first ever episode, I promise we don't introduce most of our stuff like that. Um, but we're just, we're in rare form tonight. We can. <laughs> we, we can. We can do we it. We can do whatever we want. Is this we'll a show? Out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my name is Mark. I go by the lift, and with me tonight is my legendary and ever faithful co-host, Dead Broke Nerd. Dead Broke Nerd. How you doing tonight? I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, this is going to be an exciting episode. We actually have quite a lot to cover. Hey, Dead Broke uh, Nerd. Oh, oh, wait, yes. Hey, Dead Broke Nerd. What's the worst go part ahead. about wearing a mask? You see, you asked me that before the show, and I guessed incorrectly. So <laughs> you said and, you get it as another I, shot. I, for the audience, I said, okay. I was like, I said, was it uh, the lines on your face? He's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it on the podcast. I said, all right, as long as it's not gross. It is kind of so gross. So let's hear it. It's whenever you're walking around and you accidentally burp and it gets trapped in your mask. Oh, that is gross. <laughs> what are you doing? That's the worst. It happened to me today. I burped and I couldn't get it out fast enough and it went in my nose. That's disgusting. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, DBM, what were you saying? I you will say, saying? I will. All right, I will. I'll go on the mask tangent here for a minute. Sure, sure. I will sure. say the other thing that's annoying is when you have the mask and you start talking with it, like you know, because because I, I have to wear it at work now. So you start getting into it like a, a discussion with your boss, and then you're talking and like you're you know not mumbling you're opening your mouth when you talk and it keeps slipping down and then it slips underneath the, your, the lip of your nose <laughs> so then you're like uh, no! <laughs> you look so dumb and you're like oh, i'm talking to my boss oh god and then you and then you're like okay i've got gloves on my hands because i was handling like you know stuff like handling material and then i'm like well uh how do i get it back over my nose <laughs> without using my without hands without using your hands your tongue you take you <laughs> you move it back up uh, another fun uh, wait i had something else to say about masks and then I, I i lost it it went back to burp in my mask i i lost it so what are we talking about tonight on the show that that oh here's what it is the other terrible thing about masks is when you make a sarcastic comment to your boss and it would normally be funny but you smile under your mask and he doesn't know you're smiling and he right? does not come across sarcastic because he doesn't see facial expression the worst we're gonna we're gonna literally have to like reinvent like facial cues to to cover like masks right mm. like you can only you can only act like we have to get our eyebrows in there more you know what yeah. i mean like really work the eyebrows we're losing and a like great... the forehead crinkles you know um that's we have to really gonna gonna get this in the rotation it's kind of like in uh uh 
the movie Dread, like that, like the Judge Dread movie with Carl Urban. How like he never takes off his mask, so all the acting is done from like the nose down, <laughs> and so he like overacts like with his chin and his lips and everything. <laughs> so you know what's anything going on across. Upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being but sarc- it's the opposite. It's it's the top half this time. <laughs> being sarcastic with a mask on is about the same as being sarcastic in a text message. It just doesn't make it's any about sense. the same as just being an ass. Yeah, also. <laughs> Also, one true, also accurate. So, dude, what are we talking about tonight? Because we got all kinds, we got fun stuff to do tonight. We got all kinds of stuff to do tonight. Okay. Well, the first thing on our agenda was banter. I mean, it's it's expected. Mm-hmm. And now, mm-hmm. I looked it up. I Googled banter just nice. so we made sure we checked our Which is a great here. thing to do during banter. Googling new definitions. Is to Google great, banter. Great right. thing during banter. So, the banter, uh, according to Merriam Webster, uh, is to speak to or address in a witty or teasing manner. Um, I think we have to leave it up to our audience to determine if we were witty. Uh, yeah, I think that's in the eye us. of the beholder. Now, as it comes to teasing, uh, I think we've accomplished that. I think we've we've had some fun. Uh, mm-hmm. since we've mm-hmm. we've been witty and teasing. I think you know we ba- you know we bantered in the traditional definition. So yeah. really, I think we're ready to move on to the next next segment. Cue the sound effect. I know what lurks in the shadows. Oh yeah, uh, the next segment we're talking about the news, right? That's is that, or do we want to talk about? I really what, hope you actually inserted the sound effect. I after did. I said, Cue the sound I did. Effect. I okay. did. It'd be I so funny if I did it. That'd be so funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to talk about your week in LOR or my week in LOR? Because neither of us really had much of one, right? Is that? Yeah, I, I I really did. So I for those of you who remember last week, I think I mentioned on the podcast. If not, I know I mentioned in the Discord. I am uh, I moved um, this week, so I moved into my new apartment. It's going pretty good. Um, I did, I did get sick promptly after moving in. So I have a lot of unpacked boxes that I just didn't feel like dealing with. Mm. Um, just got like a stomach bug or food poisoning or one of those things. Not pleasant, but, um, I did get to play some and actually really all I, all I really played was, uh, my current favorite deck, which is, uh, still the last deck I made a YouTube video on like two weeks ago, which is Bilgewater broadside is what I call it, but it's basically gangplank. TF mid-range just blowing things up. And I have to be honest, I like more and more, I think as I'm getting better and better with this deck, this this thing feels more and more legit. Like I've mm. won so many different matchups. It really mm. truly feels like a like a mid-range deck that can handle anything. So this has become one one of my most successful decks. Um, although again, I've, I've stressed this even in the past that like what I'm successful with is sometimes not very indicative of what is good. I just have a very specific play style. And I think like I put a lot of time into really, really learning my deck. So even if it's just average, I think I, I, I sometimes will thrive on those like off meta choices that I just know inside and out. Um, Maybe if I put that much time into a meta deck, I'd be better at this game. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe, but uh, but yeah, I, I think is actually pretty decent. I don't know how much gangplank has to do with that, and we'll get it. We can get into that, and you know, later today. Yeah. Uh, but that deck is also just an absolute blast to play. I, I just have so much fun. So I, whenever I, I'm just like have a time for like one or two games, that's the deck I always want to play. Um, 
but uh today i did play a couple games i built a deck uh that i've been wanting to build and i did not play a single match with it because i i had to go do other things uh before the podcast and i didn't have time but i did play a couple games with my one drops only deck i just wanted to give you guys an update i did win a game a whole game oh i won a game against a not bad deck Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the up until today, my uh, deck titled "There Can Only Be Ones," um, it uh, had only beaten bad decks, and I say bad decks. I don't mean to be derog, you know, d- diminish, but you know, decks the but bad ones, ones, just the bad ones, just the bad. It's just, they were just you know yeah. ex- other experimental stuff like mine. Yeah. Like so Braum, I say I say bad decks, but my decks are bad. Shen, I mean, traditionally, Callista it decks. doesn't mean that. Right, it doesn't mean that they're not cool and that they can't win, but you know they're not meta. Decks with meta. more than three champions, um, yeah. You know, which is funny <laughs> because, like, at one point, I I remember there being a big in Tesla, a big Twitter controversy over someone saying that off meta decks were bad. You know, and like everything in the world exploded in the Tesla world, and I was just like, I mean, I I'm equating the two. I don't really mean it in a in serious way, but okay. uh, yeah, I mean, th- this this one drop deck, it's off meta. It's also it's also not good, uh, but I it is really cool and fun. Uh, and so I played it uh, today and I beat my first not necessarily meta, but it was like a kind of going back to the Draven aggro build, you know, mm. of uh, uh, kind of like burn aggro. But before, you know, all the other stuff was really busted. So it was kind of looked like it was experimenting with bringing Draven back into the mix. And I was able to beat it uh, by using suit up on my Timo. Uh, uh, yeah. And get that four, four elusive. Uh, and just kind of carry the game that way, uh, which was a ton of fun. And then sleight of hand, uh, refill. So I was able to drop, uh, professor von Yip and then sleight of hand, uh, I think is the one where you draw three cards after shuffling one, right? No, is that um, pocket aces? No, that, that oh, no, something. no, no. Yeah, that's a buff. So it must be sleight of hand. Sleight of hand so steals like, a card from their hand. Uh, sleight of hand okay. steals a so non-champion card from it's, their hand. Uh, I'll here. I'll just look at the deck. It's a handful of cards. It's uh, pick. Uh, it's pick a card. Pick, pick a, a card. card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all. They all say cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, played pick a card. Drew three one drops. Dropped three one drops after having Yip on the board uh, and buffed them all up to ungodly nice. amounts. And like three of them were elusives. It was hilarious. It was exactly what I want the deck to do every time, and it will never do that consistently. But it was cool. But it did it this time. Uh, yeah, and actually, I, well, okay. I'll also spoil. I did. Uh, I we were gonna. I assume talk about it a little bit later. But I did buy another cosmetic, and we'll we'll introduce that. Ooh, later. Yeah. Um, speaking of food poisoning, um, one time oh, that doesn't sound like a good segue. One, one time, one time, <laughs> one time when I was in college, I went to Aldi's and I bought a a, a a thing of frozen lasagna for a family of four, and I ate the whole thing. And then I, I got. I don't think food. that's food poisoning. I think that's just bad, <laughs> bad decision making. That I couldn't get off the chair for like three days, and my dad had to come to my apartment and take care of me. Um, the, <laughs> it was awful. It was so bad. I won't I mean, eat anything last from I checked, all these Mark, anymore. You're, you are not a family of four. <laughs> but I pounded that lasagna, man. <laughs> I literally, I've never shopped at all these again. I didn't eat lasagna for like eight, nine years oh after that. God. I hated lasagna. Um, that's so funny. <laughs> But in LOR this week, 
man, I just I just turned uh I turned Lux Karma games. And actually, I know that you said you didn't like it. I I actually really enjoyed Lux Karma. It kind of fit I don't know. I liked it. I enjoyed playing it. Um, I thought it was interesting. So my week in in LOR work picked up this week and in life is kind of going crazy. And so school is super insane right now. So I've basically had enough time to log on, complete my quest, turn a couple of games. I think I just hit gold four um, in ranked uh, because I was playing Lux Karma and I just kind of felt like a jerk playing Lux Karma in the not on the ladder. Um, so I, I played it on the, in you know, not on i played it on the ladder it, 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 i did pretty good <laughs> hey we were supposed to do announcements before we go to news though uh are we are we where are we we're in this we're talking about what we played that's is that news or is that well we already paid we paid news. we played the news bumper earlier because you you told me to i i did announce that mm -hmm. so we're in announcements now we're in announcements yeah so in announcements we have some things to announce and i'm gonna go first and then dbn's gonna that go was second. a very purred happily moment of yeah <laughs> and in announcements we have a few things to announce yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so hey we have a new patreon subscriber uh aaron age aaron age you're legendary man you're awesome aaron age our new patreon supporter thank you so much for supporting the show and uh showing value where you see value we appreciate it you're awesome you're amazing and you let this thing happen so thank you so much for being one of the coolest people ever um we have a new review and i had it pulled up on my phone and then i lost it one second we have a new review uh, this week, a new five-star review. It is done by Uguada Garu. Uguada Garu. Um, he says, <laughs> that's exactly how it's pronounced. He says, great hosts that are both entertaining and informative with a variety of amazing special guests. As someone who just got started getting in to the game recently, this podcast has been useful has been a useful tool um, to learning what is strong right now and how to begin getting good at the game. Looking forward to your episodes every week. You gotta roll. Thank you very much for that review, and you will be in our. Why? Why are you the person who always reads off their names? I think it's. The fun. <laughs> I think it's super fun to be the one who reads off their names. Um, thank you so much for leaving us a review. We we deeply appreciate it. It goes a long way to help people finding us, and so you doing that that little free thing allows you to do it. And. and Every month, anyone who's left us a five-star rating and review on iTunes gets put in the drawing to win a Legends cast hat, which I am wearing right now. And so is DBN. This sick Legends cast, black on black, gold lettering, embroidered, uh, flexible snapback hat. It's really nice. You could win one, and someone's about to win one right now. And we are going to give a hat away. We're going to pull from a hat i have no way to make a drum roll but if i did i would make one and let's go ahead and pull and just, we'll just go ahead and put that in post well i don't know how to do that i, I gotta go find one i gotta go find one okay okay i have a name i have a name here it is 
Oh my goodness. I'm not literally not even joking. You gotta roll wins. I, yes! I, I pulled his name. He left the review. He wins the hat on week one. I stirred it up, guys. I promise. You gotta roll. If you're listening to this podcast, email me at eslegendscast at gmail.com to give me your address so I can mail you a hat or message me on my Discord and let me know. And I will gladly send you one of these super sick Legends Cast snapback hats uh it's it's gonna be awesome so uh yeah send me your address and we'll get that out to you that that's my announcements though that's it that is awesome how we awesome. just read it off and he wins and Look he at that. wins holy cow instant that's gratification amazing. doesn't always happen <laughs> right. but sometimes it does dbn uh, <laughs> you got some cool world you got some cool announcements for us though, right you got something good yes i do so <clears throat> So first off, uh, guys, uh, we have been uh, working on a couple. We've got a couple things in the works. Um, there are some things that are not ready for announcements yet. Um, we have some ideas percolating for for future, you know, cool things that we're going to do. Uh, but we do have one awesome announcement that uh, I've been working with uh, Formula Four Hundred Eight. At least I think that's that's the numbers associated. Yes, yeah, Formula yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Hundred Eight. Uh, we just we just say formula. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I've been working with Formula. Formula is an awesome guy in our Discord, super active within the uh, chats, very friendly, positive guy. Uh, and uh, and Formula kind of along with a couple other people, but but Formula was really pushing for uh, this thing that people have been asking for, which is some way for our community to engage with each other playing the game. Um, and so we looked at a couple different ways to do that. And we actually settled on, uh, doing a discord league or a league for our discord. Um, and so we've been kind of working on that, coming up with different rules and, and, you know, kind of trying to feel out where we want to start with this. Uh, but we are pretty much ready to announce, um, that we are going to open up uh, a couple of new channels in our discord for people to be able yep, to sign yep. up to play in the as of yet unofficially named legends cast discord league. I, maybe we'll come up with a better name for it, but for this first season, we're just really trying to get this thing off the ground so people can start playing with each other uh, and kind of building those bonds, getting each other's in-game usernames. So you can start trading those wins, matching up and, and testing games, you know, matches against each other. Cause one of the cool things about playing in the league is that, you know, you, you kind of get to uh, get all those new, you know, usernames and whatnot and, and make some in-game friends and you'll have those people that you can challenge and, and message in the game and share cool thoughts and ideas. And that's really what we wanted to, you know, allow for by doing uh, this discord league. So I do have a couple uh, details on it. Um, we are looking at starting it. I don't think we actually officially picked out a date, but I'm going to say the (laughs) weekend of the 20th. I believe we we were talking about opening it up on Sunday. So I guess that would be the 21st of Um, June of June. Right. So that's going to give us a couple weeks for people to sign up, answer any questions kind of. And again, guys, this will be the first 
season. We're hoping to do multiple seasons if people like it. Uh, but even if, if it's just this one season, doesn't matter, but we're going to be kind of feeling it out. If you have feedback for us, definitely give it to us, you know, be patient as we kind of work out some of those kinks that are inevitably going to come up like with any sort of organized competition. Now the focus of this league is definitely going to be on community building um, and just having a really good time. This isn't going to be trying to replicate a tournament experience. What we wanted yes. is we wanted it to be pretty accessible uh, for newer players to come in and just have a good time, meet some of the other people in our community. Um, and so we, are going to have basically the, the following general format um <clears throat> and so the way this is going to work um is that as you guys get signed up uh you'll want to sign up in our uh league sign up chat room uh it's going to be exclusively through our discord so if you were just a listener and you want to get involved but you're not in our discord yet you're going to need to go ahead and get involved in our discord plenty of people can help you out you know you know learning discord if you if you're not familiar but um <clears throat> Once you sign up, uh, you'll have to include your in-game name, um, and then uh, everyone, uh, we're going to have to basically, by signing up, you will kind of uh, be entered, and we're going to have Formula and myself, uh, and I, I think Jeff is going to help out a little bit too, kind of working on the back end to kind of get everybody set up. You'll be divided into groups, so if anyone's familiar with, you know, kind of uh, pool play, uh like we used to, we do that in ultimate phrase we call it pool play uh, but like they have groups in the soccer world cup that's kind of the format we're working with here where you're going to get divided into groups of four or six depending on our total number of people who've signed up um and then each week you will be paired with one other person from your group uh you will then have that entire week to schedule a time with your opponent uh to set up a time and play your match um at the end of that week hopefully you guys will have you know friended each other played your matches uh and then uh kind of reported back and we'll have a place uh, i believe a channel to report in again we're still working out some of those little kinks but we have this all written in a text document you'll be able to find uh as soon as this episode uh ends actually um so then once everybody has played everyone else in their group a single time, we'll have a record, we'll know who's at the top of that group, and then the winner from each group will play in a small bracket tournament uh, for the championship. And uh, yeah. you know, once that's done, we'll have our champion of the Legends Cast uh, Discord League. Um, and then the idea here is we're still kind of LCDL. The sure. old LCDL. Uh, that sounds kind of professional, actually. Yeah, that does sound pretty professional. Um, and then after the league finishes, we're going to have kind of a cool down time. It's it's we're thinking we don't want to start it immediately. We want to have a couple of weeks before starting it again. So right now the plan is to once we finish a league, let's say this league ends uh, in July, let's say July 10th, that next league won't start until August 1st. Um, you know, and so hopefully in that time, we'll have our winners tournament, um, our group winners tournament, and then, you know, figure it out from there. Um of course, all of this stuff is subject to change, but we're pretty happy with this format for this first season. Now, when it comes to the match rules, I know that's what you guys are all uh, listening for. Um, we've kind of deviated from what a lot of other tournaments are doing in the idea of making it pretty easy and accessible. You know, as someone who's played in and casted a lot of tournaments, a lot of fiddly rules uh, can actually cause people not to sign up. And we wanted to streamline that process because this is, again, to build community first and foremost. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, basically you will play a best of three. You'll need to play three decks. You don't need to submit a deck list uh, to your opponent. There's no banning of decks. Uh, but the one rule we have uh, is that you cannot repeat regions. So for instance, if you're going to have your three deck lineup of 
uh, Bilgewater and Demacia uh, and Ionia and Freljord, you cannot repeat any of those four regions in any any way, shape, or form. You can't have a Demacia Freljord deck and a mono Demacia. Um, so across those three decks, you have to use six different regions. Um, and that's to kind of hopefully keep it interesting and you know keep Absolutely. the experimentation flowing. Um, you have to win with two different decks. So it's you know it's possible you may not see your third deck. Um, but basically you'll you'll bring your three decks, quote unquote. You don't have to submit your deck lists to anyone. Um, right now we don't have any a ban list. We don't have you know anything that the only thing you can't do is repeat your decks. And of course, if somebody does that, you know, then their opponent can report that. That hey, my per you know, somebody tried to play the same deck twice, and that's a clearly again, you know, not allowed. Um, so it's you know, ideally, this match, the way we're doing this, yes, it may not have the highest, you know, competitive, you know, stakes or best competitive format, but we're hoping that this is, you know, competitive enough that players can both innovate but also play some of the best decks. Um, but we'll be limited by if there's one great faction above everything else. Well, you can only you can still only use it once. Um, so that, that's our idea. And fiddling with bands and you know submitted deck lists and open deck lists is just something that you know we don't want to toy with now because we want those newer players to feel comfortable jumping in if they haven't played in a formal online tournament experience before. We we kind of wanted this this to be you know a nice entry point for them. Um, sure. So you'll have that one match per week. Your results will be reported in the Discord chat room. Uh, if there is a situation in which you and your opponent um, can't find a time during the week to play, um, basically the way it'll work is that depending on the situation, one of you may feel like, hey, this was my fault. I did not set up a good time to play. I wasn't able to do this. The other person was willing. You will then have the honorable choice to concede to your opponent. Otherwise, it will be a draw. Um, so if for some reason both of you guys can't figure out a time, you know, and if one person had, you know, offered a bunch of different times and the other person just was too busy that week, we would hope that that person would say, hey, I'm going to be, you know, the bigger person, I'm going to concede, but you do not have to. Um, if both players can't come to that same time and it's neither of their faults, it's still going to be a draw. Hey, that's that's a little bit better than a loss uh, in the matchmaking. So um, that's going to be our situation. We, we do hope, you know, I don't think this is going to be something where we're going to have abuse, but of course, like I said, any sort of minor changes to the rules and stuff, you know, are, are, you know, we're keeping that open to be flexible and, and roll with punches there. And we've got some great people working on this. Like I said, formula has been awesome setting up, you know, the, these rules and helping me kind of parse through what kind of league we want to run, but that's the idea. Um, so there you have it. There's our kind of league info and the rules. Again, that will all be posted in our discord. Maybe we'll, I think we have a Twitter. We'll post on the Twitter. Um, yeah. But uh, we do have uh, some prizes that we want to give out. Um, so the overall winner uh, will receive a $20 um, Google Play gift card, um, which, you know, again, we would, you don't, you can, I suppose you can use it on any Google Play stuff. But the idea is you can use it to get coins and get some cool, you know, boards and, and card backs and whatnot uh, for your uh, in-game client. Um, you'll also get the first place winner will get a Legends cast hat like we have here yep. and like we've been doing drawings for. Um, and then you will also be extended an opportunity to be interviewed on our podcast. So if you win the entire event, uh, you don't have to, but you are um, you have an invitation to join us as a guest. Yes. Um, and then the second place winner will also receive a $10 Google Play gift card courtesy of Formula, who was awesome enough to uh, to help contribute to the to the prize pool. 
Um, so again, like I said, you know, these aren't crazy, crazy prizes, but hopefully it'll be, you know, incentive enough just to come and, and get some cool games in with the community. It's only a single match a week. Um, so we're, we're hoping that it's not going to be that overwhelming presence of a one day tournament where you have to, you know, commit seven hours if you're going to go all the way. You know, sure. We don't want to do that. We want this to be something that everybody can like with a podcast enjoy once a week and to be clear if you are newer to the scene a, a single match is a best of three right yes so it's yes. not a single it's, game it's a best mm -hmm. it's a best of three you'll bring three deck you'll make three decks bring three decks right and you want once you, you need win to win with, with two right so once you win with the deck you put it away mm -hmm. uh and so once you've won with two different decks then um you know then then you'll yeah be the victor um, yeah, so uh, I know that was a little bit long-winded, but I kind of wanted to go through all these details. No, with I think you guys. it's necessary. Um, yeah, um, and so of course, if you have any more questions, uh, we're going to open up those channels for you guys on our uh, on our page. We'll be able to, uh, you know, like I said, answer any questions. But um, that's also something that Formula um, should have a lot of those answers himself. Uh, so you can, I, I'm gonna, you can use your discretion if you really need something you can ping formula you can also ping myself um so because we're kind of the ones yep. you know running this predominantly um and yeah we'll open up those those uh those rooms and get you guys getting started sign up again the date we're hoping to get it started the first round of play will hopefully be beginning on the 21st of june it'll run from sunday to saturday each nice. week very nice uh last thing uh, oh the, the I I think we're going to say the same thing. I think we're going to say the same thing. If you wanted to, you can record your match. And yes. after recording your match, if both people agree that it's okay for it to go on YouTube, me and DBN or just DBN, depending on timing, will actually cast mm -hmm. your match, your recorded match, and then we'll post it on DBN's YouTube so people can actually go and watch your, your match being, uh, we're not going to do all of them, but like at most, like what, like one a week, right? Like, well, yeah. So the idea here is we want the opportunity to kind of showcase all the cool matches that are going on and hopefully cross promote the um the channels uh, that we did that we all have and hopefully you know stir up some interest um uh, through youtube so um the idea here is and we're still kind of ironing out the details i have more for you guys on this next week on how to submit um but you and what rules i'll have for what kind of quality videos we're going to accept but you can record your games um if you both want to record that's even better so we can alternate viewpoints uh but the bottom line is uh if you want to record your games and as long as your opponent agrees um to allow them to be submitted um we'll go ahead and uh we'll, we'll pick one out that we really like we'll hopefully set up like a dropbox or something for you guys to submit them in. that's where i'm not exactly sure the the process but then yeah um mark and i hopefully but in some weeks it might just be me maybe i'll get a, a friend of mine or something and maybe i'll get my dad to come cast one i don't know heck yeah uh, yeah and, dead uh, we'll, broke we'll, dead <laughs> dead broke dad can come in and cast yeah uh, and we'll be able to uh, to show you guys a little bit of some of the awesome games that I know are going to come out from this league. So, um, and I'm going to want to watch them anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's really exciting. There's some exciting stuff. So this is the first like big community type event that we've done, um, and that that has me all that has me jazzed up. I want to play in it. I want to cast it. DBN said I shouldn't play in it, so I guess I'm not going to play in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to play in it since I'm going to be helping run it yeah. and admin it but I, I don't care if you play in it mark yeah well, <laughs> we'll see we'll see i think it'll be fun and it's it's really low you're just not allowed to win exciting. it i'm not allowed i, I can't i can't I invite you i can't invite you on to win 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're gonna invite. We're gonna invite on our our uh, the winner of our Discord League. Mar- oh, you're already here. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I won't win it. Don't worry. There's no chance. I'm gonna bring Ash, and all of my decks be disqualified round one. So, um, <laughs> just, just three Ash. Just three okay, Ash. Mark, decks. breaking your own rules, man. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. We do want to get to the news. So there's been some cool stuff that's gone on. We got a big patch. And in that big patch, we got a couple of different. Oh, that, this cool is actually things. this is actually one one last little thing. Oh, Sorry. okay, go back. Uh, this was a great question from Templar in the chat. Do you have to keep the same decks through the whole event? No, it is only for that individual week. You can change your decks around each from week, week. and week. basically, you know, the bottom line is you you know you just play those three decks. You're 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 good to go, and then the next week you can submit three other decks. You don't even submit them; you just play your opponent with those decks. Yeah. Um, In reality, so, yeah, you no, literally you, don't... you couldn't keep it the same, and the main reason is is because these leagues go for a month, and every month we get a giant patch update, changing a bunch right. of cards. So right. So we yeah we we want you guys to be able to experiment with cool different things, um, and try new things. And hey, if you have a bad run or you realize you you know you did something in one deck and it's not panning out you can change it up for the next week because one of the worst things about it being in a tournament is uh you know uh, queuing up against somebody in a bracket on round one and losing because you ran into the wrong matchup and then not getting to have any more fun well the cool thing is you get multiple weeks of fun uh getting mm-hmm. to play you get guaranteed between four and six rounds of games uh so that, that'll be really hopefully fun and, and everybody can get their feet wet okay now i'm done Absolutely. So in the news, we got a couple of stuff. Let's let's hit what you were going to want to talk about first, DBN, which is we got some new cosmetics. So we got like a rainbow uh, Poro uh, yep. uh, that you can get. And then he comes with a rainbow Poro uh, sticker that you can put out. Like uh, an emote. Yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. So there's like an emote, a little uh, a little emote. Uh, rainbow poro there's a, a rainbow poro little mini guy that you can get then there is a new uh board which is like an arcade board right and then there's a new card back which is actually a pretty sick sort of like um digital looking arcade card back as well so what what did you buy there's also a bunch more emotes so some oh yeah yeah yeah. there are some new emotes there's a timo emote and a draven emote i believe right or those and an ezreal and an elise and an ezreal and an elise so bunch of new emotes tons of new cosmetics this is what riot has promised us this is how they're going to be making the money and they're pretty cool i love the timo emote yeah oh the man, like emote's the, really what card good. am i gonna draw yeah the timo emote's really good and it's not super bm either right that's the cool part it's like showing that you're nervous not you're a jerk so i like i like the timo emote a lot and actually i really love the card back i think the card back's really cool and creative and flashy i, I like the card back a lot yeah no i think it, i think it's pretty cool now i purchased the new board oh yeah i did I did. Nice. Yes. Um, so I now am the proud owner of two boards. Very nice. Uh, my favorite being, of course, the Bilgewater one. And I love, God, I love the music on the Bilgewater one. Like it gets stuck in my head sometimes. Oh, you're very you know, Like they'll be singing like the sea chanty, you know. I'm just like, yes, I'll be singing it like later, later on in the day <laughs> after playing. Um, but your but second favorite board. one. Hmm? Your second favorite one is now the arcade board. 
Oh yeah, well I mean the other one would be the normal, and I actually really like the normal one. So the arcade one, um, it was not what I expected, but I liked it. Hmm. Um, so first off, it, I mean it looks all cool and digitally, like you can see that. But what I was like, I was like, well, the thing that I ended up loving about the, um, the Bilgewater one was the music. I was like, I'm excited to see the music. I bet it's gonna be all upbeat and doop 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 doop, doop like a Mario game. It ended up not being. It was much more like kind of melancholic, but like still like eight bit you know, style soundtrack, right? Like you'd hear out of your Game Boy. Really? And I, it was relaxing. I played the most That's relaxing nice. game. I was so mellow while I was playing it. It was cool. It was really cool. Guys, yeah. you have ladder anxiety <clears throat> by the arcade board. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. And, you know, it, it, like I said, it was it was kind of like a, I was expecting to be more upbeat. And I don't know, maybe maybe I would have liked that better. But I don't feel that regret because, like, I was surprised. And I was like, hey, this is actually really good. I can see myself wanting to put this one on in the evening when I'm tired and playing. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm not even joking. It was really cool. So I was really happy with that. And, of course, it looks dope. Yeah, they have um, the cool little sword in the corner, in the right-hand yep. corner. I really like that. That is that looks super cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. It was fun. They did fun a really good with. job. They did a good job. I mean, they have like a bit of like. Is there a really strong Tetris vibe? Like, yeah, or like a Minecraft. Yeah, Minecrafty, Tetrisy. Like a lot of like the outskirts of the of the board are sort of Tetrisy. Um, but yeah, the inside yeah, yeah. of it is a little bit like the center of the board. What you're really looking at is more Minecrafty for sure. Um, I think it's also important to note that the Rainbow Poro and the Rainbow Poro emote is uh, free. So you can just go get them for free, but you have to get them before July 7th. So make sure that you log on yep. and go to the store and pick those things up for free before July 7th and add yeah, those I'd things to you your would. collection. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, add those things to your collection, which is I do love the Ezreal crying face too. The, yeah, the sweating. Yeah. Is he sweating or crying? I it is maybe, maybe nervous. A bit of both. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, oh no, it does say sweating. I'm looking at it right now. It's Ezreal sweating. It kind of looks like he's crying though, and it's kind of funny. I mean, I think we already have a crying emote, right? But um, yeah, it, it it's cool. I like it. I I love it's the new the, stuff. It's got up. the little eye twitch. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just don't like Ezreal cool. though, so I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can buy this. You know, I, I, I haven't like bought any emotes would, yet, but it's super telling... tempting. Oh, of the of the emotes. Oh, I've got a bunch of them. Yeah, Dude. I haven't bought any. I need to buy some. I've got the. I use the Cheers one for good game now instead of the. Uh, Shen. Instead of like the well played one with Shen, I'll mm -hmm. like somebody will good game me with Shen and I'll like cheers them with with Vlad. You know, Aww. it feels like a, a super classy good game. Yes. Maybe they're not thinking of it that way, but that's how I think of it. Um, I love the mind blown one with Swain, mind blown. That's oh, the yeah. most BM one I have right now. <laughs> when it's pretty <laughs> and then BM. the and the Trendomir Rage one is like literally me sometimes. Like <laughs> my entire board gets cleared. And it actually, it actually helps me vent that in a productive way. Well, there you go. See the emotes, guys. The emotes. Mm -hmm. Removing rage, removing ladder anxiety. You'll break less iPads and you'll have less anxiety if you just buy some emotes. And uh, yeah. listen, listen, we're, we're, <laughs> letting, we're, we're letting you fuel Riot with lots of money. 
to solve problems that can't possibly be solved with purchases. But um, we're, we're trying to help you out. Um, but there's a ton of cards that got changed. And I, we gotta, we're probably going to breeze through a good bit of them, right? Because we haven't had, I mean, it, it literally, the patch came out today, like earlier today. Yeah. I've had a chance to play like two games. So we haven't had a lot. But um, let's, go, let's go through the changes really quick. So Vladimir is the same except in his leveled up form instead of dealing one to the enemy nexus he drains one from the enemy nexus which heals you you've played vlad i have not does that matter um i don't think it's going to matter most of the time i do think there's something to be said about vlad healing because noxus doesn't really have healing so now with Vlad, Noxus has healing. Yeah. Uh, but I think like by the time you get Vlad down, like Vlad is, the, the problem with Vlad is he's totally reliant on already having creatures on the board for him to drain their vitality from. Um, and usually in the position where you have lots of creatures on the board, you are saying, okay, I'm either winning off the damage that Vlad does, right? Uh, or I am winning off the presence of my creatures hitting their face. And if you have Vlad by himself, well, you're not getting any value. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is the healing doesn't is, is going to be negligible in most matchups, not in every matchup, but I think in most matchups, what it's going to do is it's what it does do is it, it helps you against another mid rangey deck that is trying to race you. Yeah. Right. It, it, or I suppose an aggro, but usually if you're playing Vlad, you you probably either lost aggro or survived aggro and so like by the time Vlad is leveled up and online so I guess what I'm getting at is I'm thinking a mid-range deck that's trying to get under you or seize an opportunity where your creatures you know are are not as strong as theirs and so they're not going to defend and so they're going to hit you in the face well this now disincentivizes that because it's going to heal you so it helps you in the mid-range if you mid-range matchup I think but I don't think it's going to be enough to make Vlad great I, I still think vlad and i could you know i'd be happy to be wrong because i i want vlad to be decent um so we'll see is where i'm getting at i think it'd be really neat if you could build a deck with enough regeneration to make that damaging your own guys you know like negligible there just isn't a whole yeah. lot of creatures out there with regeneration and i maybe would like to see a couple more followers with re with regeneration printed now regeneration's quite strong Sure. Um, in this game uh, because it helps you get value trades on defense which defense already you know the defender already has the priority and that was always the problem I think you know in Tessel uh, with with regeneration whatever it was called was basically um, the uh, the offense always has the trade priority so they'll never sure. make a trade into your into your region creature um, that you're that they're going to win so um, regeneration is so much stronger in this game in my opinion, uh, than in like Tessel for those of you guys who are familiar. So my one sentence synopsis of this Vlad change is uh, Vlad is better, but maybe not in the right ways. Yes, I yeah. think that's a pretty pretty fair assessment. So Karma's the next one that got changed. Karma's the exact same, but she went from five mana to six mana in both her original and her leveled up form. Um, this is not not important. Um, it's not a complete rework to karma that maybe karma needed 
a lot of the problems that Karma presents, Karma still presents. But some of the decks that Karma was most powerful in, specifically Lux Karma, gets hit with multiple cards. And what I have found is, is that it is almost, I don't know if it's gutted, but it, it gets hit by several cards that have been changed now. And, uh, and you know, Karma is is just one amongst that that may have not been enough if it was alone, but amongst some of the other stuff, it definitely is is a major hit on some of the Karma decks that are very popular, specifically Karma Lux. That's my thought. Yeah, I guess I guess where I'm at a wait and see juncture. Moving up one mana cost, especially at the high end mana cost, that's pretty relevant. Also keeping in mind, like when you play Karma on five, you're getting one more turn of round end uh creating a random spell in hand. So this one less opportunity for you to get that free value. Um and then of course dropping a four three for five is very different from dropping a four three for six just in terms of like the time you are in the game. Yeah. Um so I I think uh I I, I think this is gonna be effective. Is it gonna stop the combo decks from going off? uh once you are already enlightened and you're not trying to keep karma around all game you're just dropping her when you need to combo or do some really degenerate stuff no but i think that's okay i think it's okay to have those situations where oh man karma comes down you know they're going to combo off do you have the immediate tools to interact with karma because guess what by the time it hits turn 10 you don't have an excuse if you're aggro you should have won by now if you're mid-range you should be close to winning and if you're control you should have an answer mm-hmm so I think that's okay. Oh, you know, it's a wait and see card, but I am glad to see Karma get a nerf because I, I like I expressed last episode, and I'm, I was glad to have, you know, I'm you were right, called it. But yeah, Karma, if Karma wasn't changed when aggro gets hit, Karma just goes nuts, and Karma may still go nuts, but at least this way it's it's going to be it's going to give other forms of aggro or mid range a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. The next one is the one that I was right about that Shen, I wasn't right about the change, but right that he got changed. I'm happy about that. Shen is moving up one attack, both in his unleveled up and his leveled up forms. He's moving from a 2-5 to a 3-5 before he's leveled up and from a 3-6 to a 4-6 when he is leveled up. Um, This is a wait and see for me because (laughs) once again, I said last week that I think the primary problem with Shen is that his build around with barriers just isn't fantastic. That being said, a three five is far more effective than a two five. Like a three, oh, yeah, a, sure. a four mana three five is so much better than a four mana two five. It's a pretty big leap. Um, you know, uh, somebody brought it up last week in the comments but also in our discord it happened again i was like yeah that's a great point um i haven't really messed with shen i only have one copy um but shen kind of has to be built with uh demacia it's kind of shoehorned into that pairing there's really not enough else that does barriers in any of the other factions which maybe is a maybe is a problem maybe some of the other factions should get the ability to drop barriers i can see p and z you know, like, oh, I'm summoning a force field with my tech magic. You know what I mean? <laughs> my tech um, magic. But that would kind of help Shen build out of this um, kind of hole of being forced to be played with this other faction. You know, you kind of want your champions to be, hey, I obviously have to be played with my faction. Or not have to, but 
can be played with just my faction. Shen is suffering from the ability that Shen can't be played with just his faction or with his faction and, and any others. Um, you don't want it to be chained down. It's one thing to be chained down to your faction. It's another thing to be chained down to not your faction as a champion. That just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I agree. So I, I, I guess I'd like to see that change. Change, and I think that that can be changed through future future sets. I don't yeah. think it has to change through a, a nerf or a rework here. Although I did like our rework of Shin gets a barrier each round. I, I think that's pretty cool. I agree. Vi's the next one. Vi has lost a health in her pre-leveled up form. She is now a 2-4. In her leveled up form, she is now a 10-6. Um, and if you don't know how Vi works, that makes sense. Um, so I think this is a huge change. It is so often that around turn five, you have a five attack minion on the board. And Vi is able to trade into that because she is a 2-5 with toughness. Now she will be a 2-5 or however high they got her attack. Uh, a 2-4 without toughness, which means a 5-attack minion will trade into her, which means she can't just clear an Ash. She can't just clear um, <clears throat> a Garen. She can't just clear... Uh, there's a lot of a lot of 5-attack minions out there that she can't just automatically clear now. I don't think that this is um, something that should just be overlooked. I think, it, I think that this change to Vi does significantly limit her power. Because she has to at least get one trade in. She has Challenger, but she can't just come down leveled up just because she has 10 attacks. She has to attack. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that it's I think it's significant specifically because Vi was mostly being used in decks that wanted to go longer but needed a, a tough mid-range tool in order to get them there. And she just became a less tough mid-range tool. And she's Yeah, I can't I can't decide if I I can't decide if this is heavy handed or not. Like in on one case we were seeing Vi and we were just talking about how Vi is legit. But I don't know. I, I don't love Vi getting I don't love when new cards get nerfed necessarily. Kind of like I, I know that sounds weird. But I mean I feel like the one health reduction it feels it does feel maybe like it's removing what was so good about Vi and kind of shoehorning her a little bit more into the play around Vi as a win condition. Yeah. Only. Um, not that she's still bad. Not that she's bad. I mean, she still is tough and that's the great part about her. Um, but I was thinking about like, you were talking about like, Oh, she can't just clear your ash. I was like, well, that that's true. She can't because before she could clear ash without dying, except that like a single buff would throw that off. So typically when you'd play Vi, you play Vi to like, yeah, you can clear out Garen or one of those things, but you almost know that your opponent's going to have at least a one point trick, right? So instead you start clearing out some of like the three attack, you know, peripheral minions, get a couple good trades in. And then when Vi is already weakened, that's when you go for like the Garen or the Ash, you know, where, okay, I was, I was going to die in this trade anyways but at least i'm getting you know multiple great trades um so i, I mean i don't know i i could be wrong on this i, I don't know if i've played quite enough vi. i played against vi quite a bit and although vi is really good that wasn't really the in my mind that wasn't the problem of like karina control where you saw vi get splashed for just the just the stat block you know and the challenger yeah. uh -huh. um and so now i'm just worried that like i don't hate when champions get splashed for just their level one form. I, I like that you can do that. 
Um, and I just wonder like if that this was maybe a Karina and I guess Heimerdinger too, Heimer and Vi, but yeah, like, Heimer Vi was good. Um, I guess I just feel like maybe it was targeted too much at Karina when there are other things you could target for that. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm not, my heart's not broken. I didn't really play Vi very much. Yeah. Um, my heart's not broken about it either, but I think it may be too, too harsh, too harsh. Seems silly for it to be too harsh, but where that point break is at her mana cost is significant. The next one is hack Hackerum moved from a six mana four, five to a six mana five, five. And then of course is leveled up form moved from a five, six to a six, six. So we got plus one attack on Hecarim. Previously, they had sort of reworked some of Hecarim and really gutted him before the official launch of the game. He was everywhere, and he was kind of bad for the game because he was so strong. But when they did that to Hecarim, there isn't really a good Shadow Isles deck left now. So does this make Shadow Isles back? Bring Shadow Isles back? I don't know. Before, he was a four, a six mana, four six, I believe. Um and he summoned better riders. He summoned three twos instead of two twos. Um, and you had to attack with six things or eight things before he leveled up. Um, I, he's not as good as he used to be. He's better than what they turned him into. I want to experiment with him because I really like Heck. So um, I want to see if I can bring him back in some capacity, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to. I don't know that just the plus one attack in this current scenario. Maybe it is. Five attack, we just talked about being an important breaking point for a lot of things. Um, he is harder to trade into and live now. That's important. Um, yeah, so notably he trades with uh, Lux now. He trades with Darius now. He trades with Vlad now. Trades with Garen now although you know with Demasi, they have so many buffs you're never certain uh gangplank uh trades with shen yeah. uh trades with brahm i mean that's a that's a bunch now not all of them are great at see a lot of play but he trades with a lot more um uh fellow champions now and you know i think that that's relevant uh trades with vi now didn't trade with vi before yeah. So yeah, I think that's good. I I think it's not just about champions, guys. I mean, it's it's about all the other cards too, all the followers. I mean, there's there's going to be, you know, other followers who are at five defense that this is now going to be helpful against. Yes. Um. You know, but I I'm tentatively going to say I think it's also beneficial that he has overwhelm. We kind of forget that he has overwhelm, but it's strong. You're going to get more damage. That's another point of damage, and you're getting every time he swings. Um, so I, I, I like this change. I like him being a little bit, you know, five, five for six with such great upside that that's just raw value again Four or five wasn't terrible, but yeah, you're right. I mean, him not trading into, you know, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of different things was, was rough. Yes, it so was without a ton I, of weighted trick trades and shadow Isles. Yeah. Shadow Isles doesn't have a lot of buffs really. And you don't want to mm -hmm. play Mark of the Isles on your, on your it's really the only one too. Yeah, so it's kind of reliant on what you pair it with. And if you're playing Hecarim, you you know, you know, could play it with for the raw value, but it's not as effective as it used to be at that because mm -hmm. you've got the 2-2 two, two riders. So you'd want to play it with like Ephemeral. But when you're playing with Ephemeral, you start looking at, well, what else has Ephemeral? Oh, there's Zed. Yes, you're oh, always, always putting going to Ionia. Yeah, well, you're always at least considering Ionia because 
Zed and Deathmark. Come on. Yeah. Those things are amazing. Uh, so yeah, it, like I, I believe somebody in our Discord was experimenting with a non uh Zed <clears throat> Hecarim um build that didn't like didn't go for Zed. I, I think it went for a different fa- uh, faction. It didn't go Ionia. Um but I mean that's the obvious choice. So um yeah it's good it's I mean it's 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 at least a buff. I mean whether it's gonna change everything I don't think so. I think Shadow Isles is still gonna be slightly slightly underwhelming not the worst for sure but this is a nice change in the right direction i think like since the overall power level of several champions like increased with bilgewater i think i think bilgewater had a slight power creep in terms of champion power level um not a huge one but a slight one i think we're seeing hecarim moving to compensate i think i'd like to see brahm move to compensate but that's okay i don't need to go on that rant Let's give a very quick synopsis mm. on the cards because I like talking more about the champions, but if we're going to get to Gangplank tonight, we definitely need to do quick on these cards. So um, a let's do a thumbs up. I like the change. Thumbs down. I don't like the change. How's that sound? Oh, I, I yeah. Cool. Okay. Great Horn Companion. It was a five mana four five. It's now a, with Scout. It's now a five mana five five with Scout. Um, notably, the only thing is you can summon this thing with, uh, the Demacia card that summons a five drop remembrance. Um, I like it. Thumbs up for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's no reason not to thumbs up this. It wasn't seeing a ton of play. Maybe you'll see play now. Who knows? Thumbs up. Grizzled Ranger, four mana, four, one dropped to a four mana, three, one. When it dies, it summons the loyal Badger Bear, which was also nerfed down from a three mana, four, four to a three mana, three, four. I kind of called both of these things in some part. I give a thumbs up to the Grizzled Ranger, a thumbs down to the loyal Badger Bear. I think it's boring and won't see play. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, I was trying to, I was trying to reinvent the wheel a little bit with like saying, well, no, Grizzled Ranger doesn't need to be nerfed. I still kind of think that, but if you're going to leave Loyal Badger Bear to four, uh, a uh, three, four, gonna, that's still, you have to also nerf Grizzled Ranger, hence Grizzled Ranger coming down to a three, one. I liked the four, one stat line. I just didn't like Badger Bear being, I like Badger Bear being less healthy. He still got the four defense. I think Grizzled Ranger, Loyal Badger Bear are still good. They're just not, they're just, they just lost two points across its lifespan so just a little bit less but it's all it was all an attack i mean it's still as resilient as it was before yeah. uh it just doesn't get as much trading i don't know i i'm gonna go thumbs down on both if only because i don't i personally don't like the direction i like the aggressive stat line on the ranger i just wanted to see the badger bear have rework similarly weak defense uh, and maybe have some kind of cool keyword. Badger Bear is stupid boring now. I'm good with Grizzled Ranger in the context, so I guess that's a thumbs up. I'm just it's just a little uninspired. Agreed. Agreed. Uh Laurent Chevalier. 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 Uh four mana four mana three one with challenger strike. Create a random challenger follower in hand is now a four mana three two that does the same thing. Thumbs up because this card didn't see play before. Don't think it will now, but it maybe could. Yeah, every time I see this, I think of that one character from My Hero Academia, 
the French guy who says I'm always sparkling. I don't uh, know that, but I believe. Yeah, it. it's okay. The anime fans will appreciate it, I think, or maybe not. I don't care. Uh, but that's what I think of with this card. This card has just got the goofiest art, uh, and I've never seen it played outside of arena or whatever they call it, expedition. Yeah, um, sure. Why not? Thumbs up because it got a buff and it wasn't played before. Thumbs up. Standalone is next. We talked about this one last week. It moved from mm-hmm. a three mana burst. Give it exactly if you have exactly one ally, grant it plus three plus three to a four mana. Do the exact same thing. This gets a big old massive thumbs down for me. I don't think this was the correct change to make to this card. I think it needed to make a change. This does eliminate the problem of someone passing, passing, and then playing a three drop and playing this on it. But it guts the card. No one will play this card. You can't wait yeah, an I'm extra gonna, turn. I'm going to give it the thumbs in the middle, you know, uh, where I'm glad it got nerfed. I would rather it not see play than see play at where it was before. But I think it's going to see a massive reduction in play that didn't need to happen. Um, I think I don't think it will never see play, but I don't I do think it'll see more niche play. And that's, you know just a testament to you can't go past pass Zed standalone. Yeah. You can't, you know, uh, so I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Whereas I'm glad they did something about it. Cause I, I, again, I'd rather just not play it against it ever again than to have it be the perfect <laughs> balance. Fair. But I do think that they need to be more willing to move spell speeds around. I agree with that. Uh, okay. Kindly tell I mean, you could just go back and undo it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just go and do it, guys, and change the spell speed. Three mana, two, three. Um, kindly Tavern Keeper uh, heal. Play heal an ally uh, or your nexus for three is now a three mana, three, three. Um, I'm a thumbs in the middle for this. I don't care one way or the other. Oh, big thumbs up. Huge thumbs up for me. Have you, you love noticed- that? So you have to take this in context. Okay. They clearly recognize... Frailyord's weakness, which is their mid-range drops, right? Mm -hmm. And they have now taken two understated three drops with good effects and brought them back up to average stat distribution while keeping those good effects. Hmm. Um, We have the Avros and Trapper, which three mana, three, three, which will put a one mana, or yeah, one mana, five, five on your deck. I mean, that's pretty good. We saw a surge in play of Yetis, even though they never kind of cracked the meta um after that now we see the kindly tavern keeper coming from a a two three for three which is pretty bad that's probably like the worst you know the of the common stat lines for three drop that's probably the worst of the common stat lines because it doesn't trade into anything and at three you need your three drop to trade into their three drop you need that to happen otherwise it needs to create value if it doesn't do one of those two things it just doesn't really see play um in general I'm sure somebody will tell me that there's an exemption to that. There's here. What about this card? It does exactly that. Okay, maybe. Um, But I'm just talking generality here. Um, And so, but if this just healed your Nexus, I would be like, meh. But it also healing an ally allows for so many excellent, you know, kind of trading and then healing. You know, your your Ash trades in, goes down to one health. You play the Tavern Keeper, it heals, but your Tavern Keeper cannot trade with their three drop that they played on the board. It's just more efficient. Whether Tavern Keeper get, does the job or not, it doesn't matter 
but it, what it shows to me is that they've correctly identified the problem that Freljord is having and are taking steps to, to, you know, to remedy it. So big thumbs up. Honestly, didn't even remember this thing was from Freljord. Had, yeah, had, I mean, had, had literally no idea. This is again, as vanilla yeah, artwork as possible. I mean, it is as much a neutral Hearthstone card as you could have in all of Legends of Runeterra. It's a pretty bland artwork, yeah. It's pretty bland. So didn't even. I mean, outside of the fact that Hedgewig is in it, I didn't even. Yeah. Didn't even, you know. And yeah, Hedgewig for some yeah, reason yeah. is eating a carrot, which owls literally do not eat. But uh, the next one, Broom, Boom Crew Rookie, this was your call, DBN. You called this one, moving from a 2-mana 1-4 to a 2-mana 1-3 with the same effect. What are you thinking? Isn't this what you I mean, asked for? It, this is what I, the minimum I asked for. Yeah. I, I still think that it'll, I think it's still good. I think it'll still see play. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think Burn Aggro is going to be as strong, uh, but I think this will still, We'll still see play. Uh, the main reason I don't think it's as strong is actually the other nerf, um, which we'll get to in a second. But, yeah, I give but it, this one's this one's a step in the right direction. I give thumbs it a thumbs up. up. I just it's not going to be nerfed into the ground. Um, and I think that at, at a one two or a two two, there there would still be an argument to play it in your deck. Um, but now this still this still usually survives a trade against. This will survive a trade against half of their two drops. So yeah, we'll it's it, thumbs up sure <laughs> the next one is legion rear guard this is a one mana three two that can't block it is now a one mana three one that can't block and you think this one yeah. is pretty significant yeah this is way more important this means i can drop an omen hawk and trade with their region legion rear guard yeah this does yeah, this means I can drop anyone drop and trade with their legion rear guard there's a lot of great one attack one drops and Rear guard was that one that if I they saw it on one and it was their attack token, the win rate probably skyrockets because you can't play. You have to have a two attack, one drop, and there's not enough of those that are worth playing right now. So, yeah, no, th this is the bigger of the two nerfs in my mind. Um, will it still see play? I actually don't know. Yeah, I don't know not. if this will still get played. This gets vile feasted now, which is huge. Yeah. Um, Oof, I, I just genuinely don't know. And if your opponent has two of these things, you can Vile Feast one and trade into the second one with the spider that you yeah, get. Yeah, spiders trade in, trade with it now just straight up. Like you can play a, a, a house spider or whatever those stupid things called from Noxus. Boom. You have a 2-2 two -two and your 1-1 one -one can go trade with I mean, ugh, yeah. No, th this is a big, big, big nerf. I don't know if they're still going to play it for lack of a better option on one that can potentially tempo you know, some damage in, but it, you just, before, if they play this on one, you know, I'd say 80% of the time you can't do anything about it. Um, so yeah, this is, this is, I almost wish this, this is, is going to bring us back into burn aggro being balanced. Will burn aggro go away? I don't think so, but it, it does get, yeah, it gets it hit does two hit big two, two big culprits. Yeah. And the Earl again lets it snowball. I actually wouldn't have minded seeing this be maybe a one mana three one with can't block and overwhelm, um, which would give it the ability to still get damage through, even if you blocked it with that one one. It dies, but it gets two damage through. Maybe that's mm. not a good idea, but yeah, I, I don't think I would like that. I think that would be in weird in a weird way, it would move it laterally instead of moving it um down down okay fair 
Fair. Um, you don't want to be able, you don't want the ability to be able to slam this in the late game and brothers bond it and push lethal through that way either. That's true. Fair. The next one slot bot. This was a three mana zero three, uh, grant me plus zero plus one for each card you drew last round. Then shuffle my stats. It's a one four. So got a three mana one four instead. This is a in between thumb for me as well because I was probably never gonna. I don't like cards like this, so I don't. Me neither. I don't play cards like this ever. I was never gonna play like a slot bot. I'm not gonna play it now because it got plus one plus one, and I will really give this thing a massive thumbs down if it becomes very playable. Do not Uh, like it. Thumbs up for the memes. (laughs) Thumbs up for the memes. Sure. Another meme card next, Monkey Idol, was a three-mana can't attack, can't block, zero, four. Is it a meme card? Round start, deal two damage to me and summon a Powder Monkey. I don't even know what the Powder Monkey is. Is this a meme card, though? Yes. And now is a three, now it's a three-mana, zero, five. I haven't seen it played yet. It's a meme card. It is, it is right now, but maybe, maybe it won't be. So the powder monkeys, I believe, are one ones that are basically like this. Um, they're like the caustic casks, but I think they just do damage to your opponent. I'm gonna double check that right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know what monkey. they are. I haven't played this. Okay. Thing. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, two one ephemeral. Last breath, deal one to the enemy nexus. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I played this in expedition before the buff. Okay. And it was not awful. Um, you know, the ability to just summon up a 2-1. Um, you know, it's got the 2-1's ephemeral, so it doesn't last forever. But, you know, deal one to the enemy nexus. It gets a trade, soaks a trade up in there. But, you know, the other cool thing is that it'll uh, deal damage to one of your own creatures, which will survive. Um, so that levels up uh, Vlad. Brom. Brom. <laughs> no, not Brom. No, doesn't do anything for Brom. Uh, um, um, Swain, Swain, you know, uh, so I was using it with Swain in particular. Um, and it was not bad. It's, it's definitely goofy, but I got to imagine there's a way that like you could, you could have fun buffing this up and just keeping it alive, healing it, summoning powder monkeys, dealing damage. Like, is this deck good? No, I guess it's, I guess, okay. I guess it's a meme, but like, the card is so interesting. I it is. like this a lot. It is. Uh, you know, maybe I'll play this in my uh, my new Hecarim deck because I'll get ephemerals out of it instead well, of playing. Yeah, there's Zed. another. That's not, you can play Bilgewater with Bilgewater your, because uh, of Monkey Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkey Idol. Longtooth is a five mana five one with overwhelm. It is now a five mana five two with overwhelm. That gets a thumbs up for me because it's cool. It's a shark, and you can get it from. Z- what is it? Ziggs? Zed? Fizz. Fizz? Whatever. That's uh, another one. You can get it from something. Uh, yeah, four mana, five, two with Overwhelm now. I don't know. I mean, honestly, it could see play in just an aggressive Bilgewater deck. But maybe not. What, Longtooth? Yeah, maybe Isn't not. that only... Oh, no, Chum the Water says, yeah, you can play the card normally, yeah. Oh, you can play... No, the card does not have a gem. Maybe you can't play it normally. Yeah, 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 you can. Oh, you can't. You can't play Longtooth normally. But you, oh, you the can card play Chum the Waters. Longtooth. 
yeah, so Chum the Waters gives an enemy vulnerable and then summons Longtooth. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's just another card that doesn't die to Vile Feast, Ember Maidens, Spiders. So, I mean, the, the in this game, the moving from one health to two health is a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, it's nice. I don't think, I still don't think Chum the Waters is great, but, you know, can't hurt to buff it. So thumbs up. Yep. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Uh, Deep Meditation. This is the other hit. One of another one to the Lux Karma deck. Was a four mana uh, cost burst spell that cost two less. If you cast two spells this round, draw two other spells. It now costs five mana. I have found this to be very significant um, in my games. Um, It is not nearly as easy as you would think to get this thing off at five mana versus four mana. And even at three mana versus two mana is a lot harder. Um, it's interesting because this can get decreased by two and you typically want to play it lower. It actually hits, it hits you negatively at two points. Cause there's sometimes when you want to play two of these for four mana and now you got to spend six mana to play two of these things. If you had the two spells last round and there's times when it's like, uh, I just, I just want to, it, it hits you in a couple different places. Um, it's definitely a pretty strong nerve to this card. I think. Yeah, but I still don't think it's going to go away completely. No, 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 um, because there's going to be cards that want to draw. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point in the game, there's sometimes where you just have too much mana, you can't spend your mana on things, and then this card doesn't matter that this got the mana increase. Um, but, like, I, I think when it comes to, like, what's the guy, the monk guy, Lee Sin, like, Lee Sin, TF decks, you know, still want to play this. Um, I think Lux Karma, in whatever iteration we see it next, whether it's, you know, Lux or Karma or both, they still probably want to play this. They just maybe might not run as many copies. They might run cheaper, you know, drop their the spell costs on other things down a little bit. They're just going to have to reevaluate the efficiency, what with Karma going up in price, this going up in price. So, uh, you know, the, it's, it's going to be a little bit slightly less mana efficient deck, which is probably good. I played that deck, and like I said, I didn't super enjoy it, like the game, the play style. But, I mean, it was clearly very, very, very good. Uh, and pretty man efficient. A lot of different ways to play. You can grind. You can heal. You can do all sorts of stuff. So combo. Um, yeah. I think it's yeah combo out. Yeah, there's there's so many ways you can kind of win, and that I think it's okay to slow it down in a couple areas. I think Karma's obviously good because it was effect affects multiple Karma decks that we talked about last week. This is another way to kind of slow that down and also maybe temper a Lee Sin deck, which might come out of the woodworks. I, I've personally been pretty impressed with a couple of these syndex that I've run into on the ladder that I've just been like, okay, wow. Like I'd like to see this be, have a bigger role in the meta game because I think it's good enough. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe they're looking at that, looking ahead and saying, wow, maybe does Lee send TF or Lee send and something else, you know, you know, cut into the cut into the meta. And if that's the case is deep meditation a problem for, you know, then maybe let's go ahead and, and cause that was like a very efficient card. Especially when you got it for when you got it for two mana, that was so efficient. Oh yeah, two mana draw um, two spells from your deck, two or two spells basically. Yeah, yeah, two or two spells. Yeah, that's that. If it just pulled random spells, it wouldn't be. But because it pull, you know, pulls from your deck, you mm-hmm. know, you're always going to get something you want. You're thinning your deck towards something else. Yeah, I think this is a fine change. I'll give it a thumbs, like in a diagonal up. What is that? Like a, it's not a ninety degree. It's a uh, forty five. 40 sure 45 degree up i give it a thumbs up 
Last one is Brood Awakening. This is a five mana slow spell that summons three spiderlings and gives all spiders plus one plus zero. It is now a five mana, which I don't know if I'm right or wrong I mean, on this. Six or mana. six mana. Yeah, it was five mana. It's not six. Wasn't it six mana before that they moved yep. down to five? Yep. And now they moved it from five back up to six. Yep. Unnerfed. Yep. Or unbuffed, you mean. Yeah. I guess this was probably after con Corona or Corona. I'm always going to say that. Karina Control. Yeah, always. Yeah. This targets Karina <laughs> Control, right? Yes, very much so. Um, so Karina lost. So let's let's go over this real fast. Um, so Karina lost this card. Not lost. It's not lost, but you know. Yeah, got uh, hit in these Vi areas. nerfed. Vi got nerfed. This got nerfed. Um, and uh, so it was just those two. Yeah. I, you know, is that enough to stop Karina? I, I, I don't personally think so, but it is going to slow it down significantly. Um, I don't know. I, in one way, I kind of don't like that this got unbuffed because I didn't have issue with it in spiders. It's like spiders, like a spider themed deck is cool. dying for the sins of Karina. Agreed. You know, and so I would have much preferred to see this card get a, if you control a spider, Brood Awakening, or, mm. you know, um, maybe even like if it said Allegiance, you know? Oh, that would like be interesting, said, yeah. If it said summon three spiders, allegiance, give all spiders plus one attack. I think I would I would much prefer that, you know, basically saying here, yeah. we want this mana efficiency for spiders. We just don't want this of maximum value for everyone, you know, getting a bunch of getting three two ones for five in a Karina deck is really, really good. It doesn't matter if you have any other spiders to buff. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no. You know, but it's just good enough. But I, I just, I just kind of feel like this is, you know, spy, a spider centric package, which maybe everyone's just not excited about anymore. And I get that because it was really hot for a while in the early days. Yeah. You know, so maybe it, that's not going to bother anyone else. But I just don't like it when I see theme cards, like you know, cards designed for a certain synergy, getting punished for being put in good stuff. That's fair. Yeah, and I like spiders still. I think spiders is cool. It just isn't popular right now. It isn't strong right now. Yeah, I, I think I, I think spiders are actually a fun, cool way to play. I, I have traditionally enjoyed token decks, and that's really what spiders are. Now I know there's a bad spiders get a little bit of a bad rep for being very, very strong at the beginning of the game's life, you know. But that's not been the case for months. So um, I, I actually give this one a thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down for me as well. Thumbs I mean, down. I, I, to be clear. It was a it was kind of a problem in Karina and something had to give, you know. Just so we're seeing it two this. of those mid rangey boards, you know, cards get removed for from Karina. Or not removed, but nerfed from Karina. You know, so it it's not like I don't recognize why it was nerfed and understand why. I just wish it was instead of move instead of just being straight up nerfed, which is definitely an easy route. I, I know I know like coding a new ability is hard to do. It's more time consuming and they're not likely to do that very often. I still just kind of would have liked to see a different card get hit that doesn't negatively impact a really interesting 
sub theme somewhere else. So that's why I'm giving a thumbs down. Not that I don't acknowledge that this is probably going to increase my enjoyment of the experience. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, we've been going about an hour and 20 minutes. Do you want to go gangplank or should yes. we lie? To, oh, we should, we should, no, do we're it. not lying again. We're, we're not going to lie plank. twice. We we're just never not spend lie way too much time on it. Okay. You know? Sure. Why don't you, okay, let's go ahead. We're going to do you ready for the, it's time for our champion spotlight. Bilgewater is mine and mine alone. Okay, uh, DBN, why don't you go ahead and take us through? Ahoy! Ahoy! Take us through Gangplank and uh, and go through a description real quick. Okay, really fast, as fast as I can. He is a champion in Bilgewater. He's a five cost uh, creature. Five five overwhelm. I think that overwhelms pretty relevant. Uh, he says, when I'm summoned, summon a powder keg. Now, those powder kegs, for those who are unfamiliar, are zero-cost uh, followers that come onto the board. They have no attack and one defense. They cannot block. They cannot attack. They also have vulnerable. Um, so anytime your opponent attacks, they can always grab your powder keg and try to kill it manually. Now, powder kegs stack. So if you anytime you play another powder keg, it will just combine with your previous powder keg um and the attack the defense won't increase or anything it'll just have a times two times three times seven uh on it um and then uh all your spells and skills will deal one extra damage for each powder keg uh and then it gets destroyed whenever a spell or skill damages enemy so basically when you have a powder keg out your next ability uh would deal an extra damage for each keg that has been stacked um, now, Gangplank also, his uh, hero uh, spell, so if you get multiple copies of Gangplank, will be Gangplank's Parlay. Yes. Um, so that's the one mana slow spell, deal one to anything, but if it kills it, deal one to the enemy nexus, and then you shuffle a Gangplank into your deck. Um, so when you level up Gangplank, he gets a plus one, plus one, like all of the champions do. Then when I'm summoned and on round start, you summon powder keg. So every round after he's leveled up, you get a powder keg. Um, that's pretty great. And then when you attack, deal one to all enemies and the enemy nexus. Now, if you have a powder keg out, that's because two. that is a skill, it will deal two to all enemies and the enemy nexus. Or if you have more powder kegs, four or five. So once he's leveled up, he's kind of a win condition of himself. Um, but even before that, his strength lies in the strength of Powder Keg and in the Overwhelm trait. Now, in order to level him up, you have to damage the enemy nexus in five different rounds. It's the same as Sejuani. Yeah. Uh, but they definitely, I think, play very differently. I, I haven't been super impressed with any Gangplank Sejuani builds, personally. No, they do play very differently. I can agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, by nature, Gangplank wants to have spells. Your or or skills that damage uh, stuff. Um, the powder kegs are just so versatile at making those spells that are maybe not quite good enough for whatever you want to do much more effective. So in that way, gangplank can pair with a lot of actually a lot of different factions. Um, you know, the, if you play the powder keg package, anyways. Um, uh, you know, knowing that you're going to drop this five five, but when you drop it, you're going to get that good powder keg value that can immediately pair with whatever spell that damages that you want. I think that's really, really, you know, fairly versatile. Now, is Gangplank as powerful as a lot of other ones? No, I don't think he's the most powerful 
uh, champion in Bilgewater. I think that definitely no. goes to Twisted Fate. Yeah, we all um, know that. We we do. Uh, you know, and I think, but I do think he's a little bit better than Misfortune. I do think he's about maybe equal with Fizz. Um, I think he's better than Fizz. I yeah, they're so they're so different. They go in so they, they go in completely opposite styles. So I, I don't know. I have some interesting thoughts on Fizz actually for when we do our Fizz spotlight finally. Yeah. Uh, and I think Nautilus is a weird place where I don't think I compare Nautilus to anything. Uh, I don't think you can really compare champions when it comes to their value. Nautilus and Gangplank Nautilus is so linear in the play style. I don't want to compare it. But the bottom line is Gangplank actually has some has an interesting place. Uh, in Bilgewater because it feels like a lot of cards in Bilgewater were built with him specifically in mind. I mean, I think you can say that for a lot of the characters. You can clearly say that for Nautilus. You can clearly say that for, um, you know, like Gangplank. But I don't know if you can really say the same for like Misfortune or Twisted Fate or even really Fizz because I think there's a lot of slow spells and Fizz doesn't really want to deal with slow spells. So I'm really impressed with the design aspect of Gangplank as it comes to uh, Bilgewater and the way that they made cards to go with the powder keg package because it's not just gangplank you also have more powder which is a two mana slow spell which summons two powder kegs yeah. you've got the dreadway deckhand which i think is an excellent card uh and cool cool art as well two mana two two that summons a powder keg uh and then you also have the three mana uh and i don't use him he's very a much. three mana a little... three one that summons a one attack or a one cost minion or a powder keg. Yeah. And I don't think he's very good to be honest, but you do have, you know, two other cards, some powder kegs, and then you have a lot of cards that can really benefit from the powder kegs. Make it rain in particular is one that I've, I think is obvious. Yeah. It'll deal one damage among different three different randomly targeted enemies or the nexus. Um, so it's a two mana. It'll deal three damage across three different targets. But, of course, if you have one powder keg, it'll do two damage across three different targets for a total of six damage for yeah. two uh, two costs. I mean, that immediately becomes amazing value. Um, you know, and then, of course, when you're dealing this damage, you know, parlay is a perfect one to go with it because parlay will do the damage to that one thing and then also to the enemy nexus. Yeah. Um, I've gotten the most success out of playing this with uh, a little bit of Noxus going with a lot of the plunder synergies. You know, I've got uh, the pilfered goods. We've got the Yordle grifter uh, mm -hmm. and we've got the black market merchants for all the card stealing and whatnot. Um, but death Lotus has been a really impressive one with these powder kegs. Yeah. Stealing one true. to all battling units. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot you can do with those powder kegs. And I think gangplank is right at the center of that. I you know one of the things that I have noticed with Gangplank and Sichuani that I didn't expect but I don't love is in order to level them up, there has to be a really intentional way that you have to go about playing, the playing your or, or building your deck. Um, you almost have to include warning shots so that you can damage when your opponent has the attack token, um, or parlays or something to ensure 
that you're not just waiting five because oftentimes what happens is even if sometimes you can't get attacks through on your turn and if that's the case and you're only getting attacks damage through on your opponents on your turn you're looking at 10 11 12 rounds before you're going to level these guys up if you don't have actions and skills that can work on your turn to damage your opponent's face and so the, you actually have to build around gangplank to level him up a lot more than i thought that you were going to and he's a little vanilla before he's leveled up like you do want to yeah. level up gangplank like he's not yeah. like like sejuani's a little bit different because her level up is the same but i can play sejuani for a six mana five six body that's going to frostbite and make something vulnerable and i don't necessarily care if i level her up because she's one of my better six drop options where gangplank feels a little bit flat if you're not planning on leveling him up and you do have to build pretty intentionally around leveling him up in order to do it and that's the difficulty that i have personally i haven't played gangplank a lot but i played him a decent amount at the very beginning of the Bilgewater release and um i have never been like super impressed with him but i don't think i've ever leveled him up more than once or twice either yeah, I think you're you're totally right. You do have to build your deck in a kind of very functional way that that wants to work towards them. I happen to like when you have those requirements where you build your deck in a specific way. As long as it's not, you know, I play the these exact X cards, which is what I dislike about sea monsters. You know, it's mm. again, I enjoy the sea monster gameplay. I just don't love the deck building restrictions it puts onto you. You can't experiment as much because half of your deck has to be these same however many cards. Um so, but what I, I think you definitely can build in such a way that, that makes it a lot easier to level up Gangplank than it would be in Sejuani because Sejuani, you know, Freljord doesn't have all those cards that can damage the face as easily. They've got some overwhelm yes. and that's good. Um, but what we see with um, Bilgewater is exactly what I was talking about before, which you have a very conscious decision uh, in the design to both work off the powder kegs, but also to get them leveled up. And there's also some cards you can pull out of other factions. So I want to kind of, um, I, what I want to do here is I want to kind of point out a couple different builds I've seen uh, and just, you know, give you guys a reference point for where to go and find those. Now you can find even on like uh, a lot of the meta reports, you'll see a control build with Gangplank. Um, I think that that's okay. Um, but uh, personally, I don't find it as interesting to play. Um, I will say Charmer has a really interesting uh, Callista and Gangplank build, which uh, I've been meaning to mess around with, and unfortunately I did not have the Callistas and not enough stuff to craft them. Um, Silverfuse has a really interesting um, build that uses the cask. I think Gangplank's in there. I'm not exactly sure, but the Powder Kegs uses it for an OTK. She actually talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really cool one to check out. Um, Mogwai has built uh, and done a couple different videos on a Swain uh, build with uh, Bilgewater and Noxus using Swain and, uh, and Gangplank because they both level up in a very similar kind of you know parallel fashion. And, uh, of course, you know, Swain can be really interesting, um, when your gangplank will hit the face. If you have both of them out, I mean, you're probably already winning, but gangplank will, will smack the face and then Swain can stun something on their back row. You know, it's not a perfect combo necessarily, you know, but the two do sort of level up alongside each other, making them somewhat interchangeable at five. I think that's a really cool way to play, but 
the way that I've been playing and the deck that I've been having a ton of success with. And I think one or two people in our Discord have even reported having a lot of success with my deck, uh, which I'm proud of. Anytime that happens, I'm always like, oh, Heck that's yeah, that's always cool. You know, <laughs> um, is this, you know, it's 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 not an Allegiance deck, but it's very, very heavy Bilgewater. Mm-hmm. They run 33 Bilgewater cards, seven Noxus cards. Um, and all of those Noxus cards are spells. Um, so you're getting the two Death Lotuses, which I already talked about, but then you're also getting Noxian Fervors at two two copies of these. And I can be I can see going to three. I just don't know what I would cut for the third, um, which will deal three to an ally to deal three to anything. So that's really important because it can allow you to smack their face. And when you have a bunch of uh, kegs out, you can use this as your bigger removal thing. Okay. I get a keg out and then this can deal four to anything. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, this is what allows you to, to trade into bigger champions. You know, when they play a Draven, when they play, you know, a, there, you know, a, uh, I'm blanking on champions right now, but you get the idea. The bigger uh, ones, the big ones, <laughs> um, you know, Heimerdinger, whatever. Um, uh, even a Garen. So you really need this ability to clear some of those bigger things. Um, Noxian Fervor serves that purpose. Porpoise. Yes. <laughs> serves that purpose. <laughs> uh, but then you have Death's Hand. And I think this is the one that is built to be this bridge between Noxus and Bilgewater because it it deals two to the next or to the to an enemy and one to the enemy Nexus. Yeah. And that's so potent because it immediately, yes, it levels up uh gangplank but it also allows you to push damage when you've got this in combination with kegs while you're removing things and that is everything that you want in a mid-range list so my mid-range uh list i call it bilgewater broadside uh because you know that's that's a fun piratey name Uh, and it runs for its resource extension all of those plundering um steel cards and you know for mid-range i think steel works incredibly except against other mid-range against other mid-range i think steel cards <laughs> are really hit or miss but against control and against aggro you typically get the cards that they want to be winning with i've beaten karma Ezreal with this deck because i stole some mystic shots they weren't killing my things and i could just direct that damage at their face i didn't need my creatures to live i stole their damage that they were going to do to me right Uh, against aggro you can often steal one drops two drops well guess what those one drops and two drops for them yeah they're gonna hit my face but for me they're blockers cheap blockers so you know you buy using things like make it rain to remove some of their things and also tap the face death's hand remove something also tap the face parlay remove something and tap the face we're getting gangplank leveled up in a timely fashion not not usually by five but in a timely fashion, nonetheless, while also putting damage on their face, which when you start establishing bigger cards like Gangplank, who has Overwhelm, when you get a couple copies of Yordle Grifters out, um, and then eventually finishing it off with Riptide Rex, who's just an That's what I was going to ask about. Is animal. Riptide Rex in it? Oh, you can bet Riptide Rex and Citrus Courier are both in it. I think Citrus Courier is actually a bit of an underperformer here, but it's since it's the only healing in both Noxus and Bilgewater, um, it's pretty much got to be in here. Uh, plus the rally can be really nice, but the bottom line is Citrus Courier is in here mostly for the, mostly for the heal, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, this deck has been performing really, really well. Riptide Rex is an amazing finisher, but it also can remove plenty of threats and it 
in a game where you're losing the board. They've, we've got so many ways because we're running the triple Yordle Grifter. We don't need to run warning shots because we'll get free warning shots with the Grifter to hurry up and finish up, accelerate yeah. that process to Gangplank getting leveled up, as well as being able to proc a Riptide Rex, proc you know your um, your Citrus Courier. So um, this is what it feels like Bilgewater was designed to work together towards, which is it feels almost like there's enough here. And oh, by the way, Twisted Fate uh, doing one damage to all of their stuff is way better when you're doing two or three damage to all of their stuff with your powder kegs. And better when so he's also leveling up the GP in your deck because that's just another bonus of the red card. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, I, yeah. The, and really, Twisted Fate and Make It Rain and Death Lotus serve as redundancy for board clears. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think this deck is really cool. I think it stands could probably benefit from more testing from someone else that is not me because at a certain point you start playing a deck one way for too long and you get really attached to it. And sometimes you need somebody else to come in and shake you loose from one card that maybe you, you shouldn't be running or something sure, like that. Absolutely. I mean, we're all guilty of that. But the bottom line is I do think there is a place for Gangplank. That overwhelm effect is great. The key is just getting him leveled up by turn seven or so. And if that's the case, that one damage to everything, and considering you've been putting little bits of damage on their face before you leveled them up, he, that's usually enough to help you with between Gangplank and Riptide Rex, help you finish off that opponent, throw a Noxon Fervor at their face, and that's going to be game. I really like Gangplank. I love his level up effect, uh, like animation. I like the gameplay style that the Powder Kegs infuse. And yeah, his base copy his base level one is vanilla but his level up form is an absolute monster i think gangplank there's a lot to love and i think there's a lot of room for gangplank to grow in the meta well man i you, you've convinced me you've convinced me i i am gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try some gangplank decks this week you've convinced me that's it i i haven't played him since uh i don't know a couple days after launch uh yeah i'm i'm convinced i'm gonna i'm gonna try out some gangplank you got me you got me. <laughs> yes, good. You've been you, swayed. You win. Um, what do you say though? Uh, what do you What do you say we wrap this thing up? How do you feel about that? I feel uh, pretty good. I've I've said my piece. I've I think said my piece. We've had a point. we've had a great episode. Probably the best was our banter. I think we had some some top notch banter there. Some top notch sure. banter. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to name this episode? <laughs> Don't burp in my mask. No, you're not allowed <laughs> at all. Come no on, way. man. It's such nope. a good name. Nope. Uh, I, I don't want... I No, I just... I'm sorry. I have to put my foot down. Listen. Oh, uh, man. I have to put my foot down, sir. <sighs> my heart is broken. Okay, we'll have to come up with another one. Like, uh, <laughs> patch me up. Because it's about a patch. Uh, look at that. You know what? All right, I, I'm I'm sold. We can we can put "Don't burp in my mask." Don't burp in my mask. Title. Yeah, I'm good. Clickbait, bro. Um, well, it is. It is though. Whoa, right? It is. It is. They're like, what is this about? What could this be about? Oh, you have no idea. It's kind of crazy. Um, so, dude, why don't you tell us how people can't find what you're doing, DBN? Yeah. Well, hopefully, now that I'm in my new apartment, I'll be making more YouTube content. You know, the last week and a half was stressful as i was trying to get everything packed up i packed up some of my tech you know enough to podcast but um yeah so that's going to be uh dead broke nerd on youtube you can also follow me on twitter where i will occasionally tweet about things more often i'll retweet stuff but if 
you know, I also started tweeting my annoyances with Rise of Skywalker. So you can check that out on there Twitter. Uh, I just watched that and oh boy, was not was not excited by that. And I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. So um, you, that's the kind of stuff you can expect from me. Really just nerdy, nerdy stuff. It's, it's, are you surprised? It shouldn't be. No. You shouldn't be. Maybe by his, if you were on the stream right now, his dashing good looks, you would be surprised that he's so nerdy. But uh, yeah, but I'm yeah, not. I'm not say. surprised. I know I'm pretty good by now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to figure, find me uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash the lift. Um, I stream basically this right now because I don't have time to do much more than that. Um, but I would like to stream some ESO in the future because the Graymore expansion just came out uh, yesterday. So I'm hoping to that. Um, oh, hold up. We did get or we, did. we have to we have to do a last second answer of a question and then be done. Right. Yes, I that's on me. I, I dropped the ball on the Q and A. That's uh, okay. We had one question that we really did want to get answered. Um, there's a bigger, way bigger question that we probably will need to do a whole episode on. Uh, but uh, Templar did ask the question: What do you guys think of a change to Noxian fervor, where the amount of damage it does is based on the health the unit has up to a maximum of three? So if you wanted the full three damage, you'd have to use it on a three health unit of yours forces you to actually make a sacrifice to use instead of targeting a one, one spider and doing three damage. What do you think? Um, my honest opinion is the cold. I, I don't hate the change. I think the power in the card is the fact that you can target something that you don't care about as much to deal three to something. So I don't hate the change, but I think the change would make it not played. That's yeah, my I, honest opinion. I, I get I get where the thought process on the change is, um, and I think I think you could definitely do that if you took the cap up to like five or six, right? Yeah. Where like the potential to deal five damage to their face if you sacrifice all five health of your Garen or whatever, I think then it would be okay. Um, but the the fact that right now it only does three, you're looking at it competing with other things that do three. Where like get excited, for example discards you know a card to deal three to anything this this is just the similar thing you're basically sacrificing a creature uh to deal three to anything now um like black spear requires you to have had a creature die to deal three to another creature and admittedly black spear is a little bit under the curve there um so really you have to kind of look at what it's competing with and noxus has very little removal already hence why we saw two removal cards you know, enter the fray for Noxus. Now, maybe those cards should not have been quite as burn efficient uh, because they immediately got roped into burn. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, Noxus, if Noxus is going to evolve as a faction to be popular, it needs to be able to start having some viable mid-range and control strategies. And if you want to play mid-range or control, you have to have some removal. It's just the reality. Um, and so nerfing their only removal i think would be a mistake from a faction direction standpoint even if making that change on the individual card would feel a little bit better uh, because i get sure. that sentiment um however i also do like the ability to pair spiders you know with noxian fervor just like i'd like the ability to play noxian fervor with cursed keeper or just like i like the ability to play get excited with the scrap summoning thing or the flame chopper 
mm-hmm. you know it's okay to take a card's weakness and turn it into a strength by limiting the scope of your deck i think that's okay yeah i agree mm-hmm. yeah well okay there we, we answered though. yeah really it was a question. great question it was a great question we appreciate questions speaking of our last thing is join our discord if you want to be able to join that discord league and play some legends of runeterra and compete for a grand prize of 20 bucks and coins and a legends cast hat and uh or second place is 10 bucks in coins um but over the next month we're going to be doing that league if you want to do that you have to join the discord if you want to ask us questions you got to do the discord q a channel or the podcast q a channel in the discord so come and join our discord there's a link inside the show notes check out dbn there's a link to his youtube inside the show notes check out my stream there's a link inside the show notes And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this week's episode. You guys are awesome. And the support that we've had from this community is incredible. It has made podcasting a joy um, and has kept me on Wednesday nights, typically after working 12 or 14 hours, coming downstairs and, and then podcasting for several hours every Wednesday night because we have people who are listening and who enjoy the show and it makes me want to make sure that we can get it out every Friday. So thank you so much. Even on the days when I'm thinking like if there wasn't this type of community around it, there would have been many episodes at this point that I would have said, eh, I don't really feel like it. Um, and uh, I think the last thing that I want to say is, and this is pretty cool and pretty, I don't know. I think this is really cool, but we are approaching a year of legends cast. Almost a year. So our first episode, uh, holy cow, I can't even see all the episodes anymore. Look at that. (laughs) That's crazy. Our first episode came out on, and it's going to be impossible. Okay, June 22nd. So we are about a month away, a little under a month away from one year of the show, which is really cool and awesome. And we'll celebrate in some way or some capacity. Um, then, so thanks for tuning in DBN. Anything to say before we get out? Nope. I just had a blast talking about all these things. So it was a, it was a good episode. Absolutely. That's going to wrap up this episode of legends cast. Thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to come back next week. Thanks for listening to legends cast. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you want to become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash legendscast or leave a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts.